0: Welcome to the Vinnie Rock Podcast.
1: podcast.
0: And more. Much more than this, I did it way. What's up, y'all? It's the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Check it out. Today, I actually uh, did a video podcast with my boy Jamie Keller. You guys got to check him out. He's actually a really funny, dude. He's one of the guys who's kind of been, um, kind of been one of the role models of my career. He actually saw a little something in me, invited me to keep doing these dads and parks, and kind of from there, things have little have kind of taken off since then. And so I just wanted to give him uh, a little shout and say thank you for that. I'm excited to be having you on the podcast. But first, the sponsors. Don't forget we have Beard.com. Yes, I'm the owner, one of the owners of Beard.com. We sell male grooming products. There's shampoos, there's conditioners, there's waxes, there's oils, there's bombs. You guys go check them out. Check out beard.com. If you got a beard, if you have some dryness in the skin, if you got a beard that you want it to smell good for the ladies, go check out beard.com. If you guys want to ask me for my personal favorite, it's Grandpappy's. I used to love Manor. I still love Manor, but Grandpappy's has something on me. It's got a hold of me. You guys go check it out. Don't forget to check out beard.com. Another one of my sponsors is Core Medical Group. Man, I can't even tell you how much um, they have changed my life. And, I, and it, it's just the most honest thing I could tell you. Um, I feel good uh, lifting weights again. I'm running. Yesterday I ran, I, I don't know, maybe it was a mile, mile and a half for the first time. Like I've actually ran outside, not on a treadmill, pushed myself, kicked my own ass, and didn't feel miserable for it right after. You guys, if you're feeling slummy, if you're feeling slow, Go check out Core Medical Group. Hit them up. I'm telling you right now, go hit up Core Medical Group. You can go get your blood tested. You can you can get your blood tested anywhere in the United States. They'll tell you if you have your hormones out of whack. And if you do, they'll put them right back on track. I promise you, you will not regret it. Core Medical Group, Core Medical Group, Core Medical Group, trust me, you will you will fucking message me later saying, damn, I couldn't believe I it's taking me this long to fucking do this. Core Medical Group, sorry about the stutter. <laughs> I smell dinner cooking. Uh, Core Medical Group um, is a hormone replacement facility. Anyone in the United States, they can ship it directly to your house. You will not regret this. Beyond Clothing, you guys know your expeditionary outdoor clothing, Beyond Clothing at beyondclothing.com. I don't know what else to say about these guys, but it's some of the most quality gear I have ever worn and put on my body. If you guys remember the movie Range 15, those are the pants I wore were Beyond Clothing. They're durable. I still have them. I still, I still wear them um, and know that they, they're good for the outdoors, for layering systems, especially in the cold, in the outdoors to get wet, all kinds of different things. You guys check out Beyond Clothing, uh, excuse me, beyondclothing.com if you're an outdoor extradition type person. This is the place for you and I promise. Willie Peach Chocolates. I got to find out if the, if the hot sauce is ready, but if it is, please go check it out. Go check out Willie Peach Chocolates. Willie Pete's Chocolates, we have a hot sauce. I believe it's selling for $14. Uh, it might even be a little cheaper than that. You guys check it out. Please let them know. Vinnie Rock sent you the Vinnie Rock podcast, Willie Pete's Chocolate. You guys need to try our hot sauce. It is a smoky hot sauce. It's in. It's more in the, in the mild, hot range. I wouldn't say it's, it's not terribly hot. It's comfortable. You can enjoy a steak. You can enjoy um, ch- chicken. You can enjoy anything you want with it. It is smoky and it tastes freaking amazing. Go check out Willie Pete's Chocolates. Perseverance Survival. You guys know the Wilby hoodies I wear and as well as the Ranger panties that they sell. They sell them in all different colors and shapes and sizes. I love them. You guys check them out. PerseveranceSurvival.com. Perseverance GMR Gold. I just got a package today, uh, yesterday. Sorry, showed it to my daughter. That's her gift. They're all fighting for it, they all want their, their, their gold and silver. It's been fun, actually, and my oldest one is next, and she's excited that the next one is going to be hers. Um, the last one, we, we, did, the, we did the price in, in silver, man. Silver is awesome. I'm excited about it. You will get your money's worth, I promise you. Go check out JMR Gold and the bullion box. Warfighter Tobacco, you already know. That's my cigars. We just got them here at the Beehive State at Beehive um, Cigar Lounge. Go check them out. They have warfighter tobacco. I believe they bought five different blends. Um, I'll be in town here soon and I'll be able to go smoke them with the friends. Uh, if you guys don't have a place to smoke them, go over to uh, Throwback's Barber Company. You guys smoke them right outside of uh, the barber shop. It's right around the corner from the Beehive. Um, you can even go next door to Duffy's Bar and smoke them in the back patio. Maybe we'll have a, a smoke session. We'll, we'll gather around the troops and, and go do it. Don't forget, Led Singer's Whiskey. We have it in Utah. We have it in Texas. We have it in California. We have it. In 37 states, I believe it is, just recently sent to Kentucky as well as other places. Check it out. You guys need to know where to go. Hit us up online. We'll tell you where to find it now. Here's the podcast. Jimmy Keller, one of the funniest men I've ever met. This is record. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to record my, my sponsors later because I don't want to fucking, I don't want to waste your time with, with hitting you with all the sponsors. It just takes a little bit of a time. I love my sponsors, but, but I, I, I love more that I get to talk to you finally.
1: Yeah. On, Have you been sitting there for a while? What's going down? All right. I'm,
0: I'm working on 90 different things, so it's all good. Join the club. You know how that works. Well, shit, man. Um, fuck, I flew home for a couple days because uh, I got a little bit of a break, and then I fly back to L.A. soon. But it's funny. It's hard to even find time to just see you, even though I'm right down the street from you.
1: I know. Well, you're a working actor. What can I tell you, man? That's what, how, When you start working as an actor, you're, it's over. You're gone. I don't, I
0: don't get it. I don't get it.
1: (laughs) It's work. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's like, be careful what you wish for. Um, I mean, you sit on set, you must have like 12 hour days,
0: sometimes 15, sometimes 15. It's crazy. It's been, it's been wild, but like I said, I love it. You know, it's been cool. There's a lot of guys who listen to the podcast are always interested in the acting stuff. And I thought like, man, it'd be a good one to have with you because like you have crazy amount of experience. I mean, you've been in the acting world now for, was it 30 years
1: 115 years 115 years yes man you look good <laughs> <laughs> in my crappy white i've just grown up with kids man i'm like oh hey oh i look like a hobo uh, yeah i've been i started acting in uh, right when i got out of the navy in 94 basically
0: yeah and that's crazy was it something that you've always wanted to oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off is that something you've always wanted to do
1: you know, it's funny because I never really did it as a kid, but I apparently, as soon as I got into it, everybody I grew up with was like, we knew you were going to do that. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. Because I, I mean, I was always the performer. Which yeah. is I was cripplingly shy when I was young. I didn't, I, I couldn't speak in public and everything. And so I think for me, it's honestly a drug. Like, you know, the adrenaline surge you get when you perform? Yeah. And then, Oh, oh, I'm so nervous. And then I would perform like doing up or, or like acting or whatever. And then after that rush of like, Oh, that felt good. That's kind of the drug of choice at this point.
0: It's crazy when you say that, like, I know exactly what you're talking about because like, you know, what's funny is I used to be a big adrenaline junkie after leaving the military. I'm like, man, I gotta do something. That's, you know, working at the prison. I was like, fuck yeah, this is like crazy. I loved it. And then going to the border problem, I fucking loved it. But then after all that, I was like, I started falling in love with, like, performing with the YouTube stuff with Matt and Jared and all that shit. And I started yeah. like, there's a whole different buzz, man. And then, and then getting onto the minds is like, bro, that's, that's like high-level fucking anxiety and nerves and fucking adrenaline.
1: Wild. Dude, my first, I, when I shot Friends, everyone's like, oh, that must have been amazing. And I was like, no, it was the most nervous week of, of my life. I was, every day I was like, I'm going to get fired. I, mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, yeah. felt uncomfortable. But let me ask you this once you go for a few weeks of the Mayans, then all of a sudden you show up on that Monday. And for some reason you just, you you know, it's like, it's, you're comfortable all of a sudden. You're like, Oh, I can do this. It yeah, finally starts to click once you're in a job that you're like when I did my boys, you know, I remember the first few episodes, I was like, what's happening. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be here for a while. And then you start to feel comfortable as opposed to the guest who's only there for like, that's the hardest job is being a guest star. Cause you got to show up and the cast has already formed. They've been together years sometimes. And all of a sudden you're the guy who's like, you've got to like keep a level with them, but you're not really like I did NCIS. Mark Harmon's making a million dollars that week. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, hey man, how you doing? And he was really cool about it. But other times you're like, this is
0: not, not as cool. good as you, motherfucker.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> not quite as great. I mean, you know, when you're sitting there, like, oh man, I might make my insurance this year. We'll yeah.
0: That. Well, dude, it's it. That's the kind of the crazy thing is I'm learning all that shit, right? I'm 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 still learning, and I think I think I, it feels like I'll be learning the whole the rest of my career, right? Like I you're still gonna. So. Learn.
1: I just, I've been writing something and I was talking about the fact that uh, as you age, really the, the key is to keep learning because we get so caught up and it's really hard nowadays because every day there's another technical thing that, you know, with, with social media and online, you're like, oh, I just figured out this, this platform and now that platform's over and now, now I got to figure out this platform and it's like, it's just getting old of like, trying to relearn everything again so. yeah
0: it's it's, it's funny because a lot of the actors don't have social media down as well as i do and so it's so it's this funny space right like like i'm i'm the expert in social media you are. to most of the guys yeah you know and so which is cool but at the same time like but i'm also not as well known as some of these guys right so we, we, we but you
1: are online you're more well known than those guys online
0: yeah yeah which you is know? cool
1: yeah. It's, a, it's just different medium and stuff. So I want to hear what's happening with your character this season. Can't say you can't, can you not say, Well, oh, you can't no. say here. we'll talk later about it. Yeah. So, we'll
0: talk later. I can't say here, but we'll, we'll definitely get to talk. But, you is, know. Uh,
1: is Gilly taking on a, uh, a bigger role? I can't say <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want, you want to know something funny though. The other day I was taking an Uber and, and, uh, the guy just first question. he goes, So what do you do for a living? I said, Um, I'm an actor. And he goes, Awesome. What restaurant do you work at? <laughs> I was like,
1: What? Well, that joke definitely gets old.
0: Bro, I've never heard that before. So oh I was lost. I was so lost. Yeah. And I was like, What do you mean? He goes, Oh, it's an old joke. I was like, Oh, and then I, midway through the drive, I'm like, I get it. And then I, <laughs> I started laughing, but I say that because I posted the a, a video with you and me and the da, uh, the dad's uh, podcast. We did Deadlands, mm-hmm. and someone was like, "Man, Jamie was my favorite bartender."
1: Ah, it's true. Where were you? Really a good bartender. We're, so when I first yeah. got out, I was starting acting, but I didn't make enough money to live on. So I got a job at this Irish pub in Santa Monica. That was it. Was the best man. I had two shifts a week for years and so I worked Wednesdays and first I was weekend guy when I first started Friday and Saturday then I started to work as an actor so I just kept two shifts and I had Wednesday and Sunday and if I worked I would get my shifts covered and so I shot Friends or whatever and I went back to work and so I'm bartending and uh one one night I'm bartending and the guy goes to order from me and he looks over my head he goes hey you're on Friends and I go I am Oh, yeah, I did Friends. And he goes, uh, he's like, oh, that's so awesome, man. Uh, Can I get a vodka tonic, two beers? And I was like, ugh, back to reality. Yeah, yeah. But it was great. I loved it because, I mean, it was a party. It was this Irish pub. It was old school. Like, it was just me. I would bartend. Most of the time, my friends would fill the place. We'd all just drink and hang out meet girls so it was a really fun time I actually did not give up that job even through the first season of my boys where I just had I got the shifts covered every week No uh, way! and then finally like a year and I'd gotten them covered for like over a year and the manager called he's like I feel like you don't work here anymore and I go I guess I don't <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't even like a job I mean it was like literally Wednesdays and Sundays that was it and if I didn't want to work people would fight for my shift I'd walk with a few hundred bucks I'd Have some drinks to meet some girls, so it was like a social thing too. And I started a stand up room at that bar, so I ended up doing stand up on Thursday nights there. It was really fun; I had a great time. But yeah, so I I bartended for years before I did.
0: Oh, it's great. I mean, you know, I was lucky enough to have you know Led singers, whiskey and stuff that helped me out. Or else, I I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't think I would have gotten into acting if I didn't have something that was helping me pay my bills just in case. You know what I mean?
1: So, I mean, you, have, you have six kids too, brother,
0: yeah, well, you know
1: six that's, that's part of that's
0: part of the fear of acting that, um, you know, I haven't landed anything that is on contract where like stability, you know what I mean, so it's always like,
1: okay. how's Gilly gonna do this season, you know what yeah. I mean. We need to get him bumped up to series regular. That's what we, that's, that should be Gilly's storyline for season three. That's the goal. We get Gilly to be seized to, uh, to be a series regular on season three.
0: I think that's always the goal, right? That's what I want. Um, we'll see, you know, that's kind of like, it's crazy to me, man. I think this is the, this is, it's weird because right out the gate in my acting career, I have one of the coolest characters. Like, I'm like, this is fun. You know what I mean? It's, it's insane. It's, it's almost unfair for other actors. Probably like, Oh, fuck you,
1: dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're going to be, you're getting spoiled, my friend. So when you go to do other stuff, like I had the run on my boys. And then after my boys, I would go like guest star on some show. And I'd be like, ugh, <laughs> it was fine. But you know, when you have like this amazing job with these amazing people and it runs for like a couple seasons, it's hard to then go back and be like, Oh, I'm. I'm not the like. This scene's not about me. I'm just the support player, you know. It's it's a little, you know. But you're an yeah. actor. You're like you're like this is my job. And yes, yeah, certain jobs are going to be better than others. But this job is is good. Yeah. Let me I'm ask going you. Back man. and doing a Tacoma FD in a month. We're going back for and Tacoma. And again, I'm in the same boat. If I'm just a recurring character on it.
0: Bro, I want that. I want that one.
1: That's a funny one, man. That's Dude, a real. That's soon okay. as soon
0: as. As soon as I'm done filming my I'm shaving my face, and I'm going to go to any audition I can to get a role like that. I think that's such a fun one, man. It's a fun one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you, man, your favorite character you have ever played?
1: Definitely Mike on My Boys, only because it was the most – I mean, we did four full seasons, so, you know, I really got to explore this character that I kind of um, broke out you know, it's like this just this guy. And then by the end of the series he's married with he's married and living in the suburbs. So it was like this full arc, which was cool. But as far as like one off little characters, I remember the seventies show was really fun because they put me in a wig and I was a comic book nerd, which I didn't That's- really get to play very often. That one was pretty great. Will and Grace I got to do with Gene Wilder, so that was That's huge. Come true, like that whole week. I was like, and that was really a fun character because I was the dick in Will's law firm, and I went back for like six episodes over the years. Um, but you know, for me, it's always about uh, you know trying to be the funny guy. I think sometimes, sometimes when you have like scenes where you just know you crushed it and it's funny, it's always the, it's always the best.
0: And that's your thing, right? You you love the comedy. I mean, you're funny as fuck, dude. So the comedy space is definitely your, your space.
1: It, well, you know, you get pigeonholed to a degree. Right. Where, you know, like, like the rock was in your category until he kind of broke through as the tooth fairy or whatever, which you could easily do. But like when casting directors see you, they know what you do more than anything. And they go... I've done drama. I've done heavy drama before. I'm the father in paranoid, but there's always a little, you know, I'm a Boston kid. I think people play who they are for the most part.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's it's funny. I've done comedy before I did anything. It's all comedy. Dad's in parks, freaking,
1: you know. Videos with Matt and all those things are hilarious. But
0: no one sees me in comedy right now in the casting side because they see me and they're like,
1: fuck. Visually... But That's what's great. It's like Dave Bautista doing Stuber. You know Dave Bautista? Yeah.
0: No, when he did, when, dude, when he did, fucking um, Guardians of the Galaxy,
1: hilarious, Fuck. brilliant. That is like, I was like, this motherfucker killed that. He killed it. He is so funny in Guardians of the Galaxy, it's, and it's unreal. I, sometimes you know, it's the casting against type, but he doesn't get Stuber without Guardians of the Galaxy. They had to see, and they go, oh my god, that dude's funny. And then he's in everything. But he's kind of a drama heavy.
0: Dude, let me – so, obviously, because I'm new, I'm chasing these certain roles that I think, like, man, it would be fun. Like, I would love a very serious drama, like an emotional thing.
1: That's a, You have the short that we, I saw you in at the GI Film Fest, which is really heavy.
0: That one's heavy. Yeah. That, that one's was
1: heavy. heavy, dude. So, I mean, that's a great indicator. And I think so, too. It's so funny when people go, <laughs> they're like, oh, you're an actor. What do you, you know, what do you do? TV, commercials, fun, comedy, drama. You're like, I'm an actor, man. Whatever the fuck they tell me. Well, I'm trying to be real in whatever scenario you give me. So, yeah. I mean, and, you know, I always think drama is easier. It's harder Please. to get somebody to laugh at you than it is to get them. Like, if I just told you, if I was here and I was like, you know, Man, it's the kids are the kids are sick and we just got home from the hospital <laughs> people are going to go oh yeah it's so easy to like explain like i lost my family in a in a car crash this morning and then people go that's uh you'll make people cry but not so much by your acting but by the scenario yeah. to get people to laugh really hard <laughs> that's what they always say they go uh they go dying is easy comedy's hard like no like shit
0: that. well what's funny is that I feel probably way more comfortable um, in drama, you know? But, like, I want to fucking be – I would love to be in the circle of the dudes that are, like, like fucking Broken Lizard, fucking Adam Sandler's crew, the Happy Gilmore guys. Oh, is it Happy whatever it is? Um, yeah, happy, I will
1: – uh, Happy Madison.
0: Happy Madison. Yeah. I would love to be in those circles where, they're like, they're like – Oh, let's get that fucking dude. Let's bring in Rocco for this because, like, once you get your foot in the door with one of those dudes, like, you're gonna be picked up for all their shit. And it's like, and I'm like, man, I would love to. Even the fucking dudes, super trooper dudes, fuck, those guys are funny. Like all that shit. Like, so for me, like, that's really. I've been trying to network in that space. Like, give me the opportunity to do some kind of comedy because I know I don't look it. But dude, I fucking, I would love to. And dude, definitely scary to 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 have to pull off comedy. It's fucking. I'm scared of it, but I think I'm, I'm more interested in trying to do something dramatic because I've been doing comedy for so long. You know, so I'm like, now I want to see if I can, f-. like, give me a scene where I cry. Like, I'm nervous for that, but I want it, you know?
1: I, yeah, I've cried a couple times. And since I've had my kids, way easier for me. Easier.
0: That's, that's one, I started to cry once I had kids, bro. Yeah. Like, for real. Like, my life is.
1: Like, I would go to auditions and tear up. I, I actually, I can't believe I did. I lost out this part that I uh, I went out for. And I went back three or four times. And, and so they, before I even started to read, they were like, you know, they're worried about you. You know, they, they love you. You're really funny. They worry about you not being able to get to the emotional side. And I told them a story about my kids right then and there. And the tears streamed down my face before I even started reading. And they were like, Oh, okay. All right. So, all right. I go, yeah.
0: Well, it's there. It's there. I just hold it back. You don't want me to being a big blubbering crybaby all day long because I can do that. (laughs) Bro, next season on America's Got Talent, I'm going to record myself watching it because every golden buzzer, bro, I'm like, (laughs) oh my
1: my God.
0: And Chrissy's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, dude, this shit is emotional for me, man. Like, I love seeing those.
1: Are you guys on hiatus this week?
0: Uh no 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 we 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 were supposed to be on hiatus but we ended up having to do some catch up some pickups and then um
1: you're in Utah right now
0: yeah I had a couple days
1: oh oh you shut that's the beauty of it man it's gotta be tough though when you're down here right because the the family's up there how do you juggle all that stuff while you're down here with the kids up there
0: well you know it's a it's a it's an hour and forty five minute flight. You know, and you know, LA traffic. Usually, you're in three hour traffic. So I feel like I'm winning on that end of things.
1: But uh, wife must be like, I gotta get. You're like, oh, I'm on set. Someone just made me breakfast, and they're bringing me a coffee while they put my makeup on. And she's like, I'm trying to get six kids to school, dude. Go talk to yourself.
0: It's funny, like it's. uh, She's so understanding of it. I think she's just like she's really comfortable with the career, and it's just like, all right, this is what we. absolutely.
1: Absolutely. But at least but I, you're, when you're working, it's great.
0: Yeah. Oh, trust I'll me. When I'm
1: gigs to go do stand up, and my wife will be like, "Really, you're leaving me for like five days at a time?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's
0: the job. Well, so I posted that video of me doing music, and she goes, "It's a good song." What the fuck's gonna happen if it goes if it blows up? I said, I, "I'm not traveling." She goes, "Yeah, you're better not <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I, I don't want to be a traveling artist
1: because it was too hard." It was Say too it again. Hard. I I stopped doing the road when the kids were born because it just wasn't worth it. It was the money versus the time away.
0: Yeah. Like, one thing I want to do, I want you to help me develop some stand up. Like, legit, I want to try
1: it. Hey, we have a show the 27th. You want to do it?
0: Bro, I haven't even practiced anything.
1: What? (laughs) Hey, there ain't nothing to it but to do it. You know, I think it was Greg Fitzsimmons said uh, he goes, the first 500 shows don't count, and they don't. They don't. I mean, you just got to get up and try it out. So, do you have a joke ready to go? What's
0: I mean, your- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm lost. How I, many
1: I, people who are watching this want to see Rocco do some stand-up? Well, I do. <laughs> little- well,
0: the, last, the last podcast I had was with Clayton, uh, one of the actors who plays Angel, and he and he's trying to get me to do spoken word. I have spoken word written on my phone, like, and I want oh, to do yeah. perform it.
1: You should do the moth, actually. You should do – and here's what. Uh, so we did the show last month, and uh, John Lair, who created Ten Items or Less and and Quick Draw for Hulu, he's not really a stand up either, but he does a one man show. So he came and he did like ten minutes of, and he was like using his paper, but he was basically doing a story from The Moth, where it was a story, and he t- he's he's a recovering alcoholic, and he tells this crazy story about. Going to jail in Santa Barbara on acid. Well, that's <laughs> so bad story. And so he tells this insane story. It's not stand up per se, but it is because everybody in the audience was like enthralled just watching him tell a story.
0: That's so, what I want to do.
1: Yeah, I don't. Don't, don't feel constrained by draft where it's like you, you think I've got to do setup punchline. I've got to sound like Jim Gaffigan. I've got to sound. No, dude. I love Eric Bogosian or John Leguizamo. They do their one man. So that's who I love. I like that stuff.
0: I I grew up, I was telling my, my mom, I was like, mom, the first actor I've ever seen on film that blew me away. Like, I was sitting in my room. I, I sitting in my parents' TV, and, you know, we had, like, the black box with all the channels and shit. Mm-hmm. And it was John Leguizamo performing Freak.
1: I loved Freak. I thought Freak was fantastic. Bro, he, yeah.
0: I was, like, 14, 13 years old, and I was like, holy fuck, this dude.
1: Hey, puppy. He's so <laughs> good, dude. Everything. He, he does all of his parents. Him. He does his father and his mother. Bro, so, so,
0: so I've, been writing, I've been writing a one-man show. And I think if I'm going to perform anything, it would be parts of that. Exactly that. Like, a small small part of that
1: well and that's the key too is I've done that too because I used to do I've done a bunch of little one-man shows and stuff so what I would do is when I was trying to run stuff like John I I wouldn't get up and try to do jokes I would go hey this is a bit from my one-man show it's a it's it's a story about me and blind I would tell it and so it's basically just just boil down maybe two three-minute stories or one seven-minute story or however you want to do it and then just get up and tell people the story and go it doesn't matter and also you're not really looking for, you're trying to tell a fun story. I mean, the moth is great like that where people get up and the audience is so understanding where they're like, Hey, we're just here to enjoy people talking and telling stories. You know, I'm down. All right. I'm, I'm down. You're here the 27th. You can jump up. We're doing a show right here in NoHo. I feel
0: like throwing up when I'm just saying that
1: ah! <laughs> dude. And so listen, that feeling of throwing up. All right. So you'll have, I remember that. So I still get that. I still get that. Like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Uh, and so when you get up and after you do it, like that's John Lair said the same thing. He goes, Oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. I had another guy who was going to do it. He canceled and he regrets it. John Lair after the show was like, he goes, dude, that was cathartic. And then when he went to do his show on the road, he was like, thank you so much because just getting up and running that block of it was amazing and he could you know he fine-tuned it and so you put it up in bits and pieces because otherwise what are you going to do stand up in front of somebody and do a whole one-hour show that's never been seen before that's exactly you i told my you know will kill and then put them together like a puzzle
0: that's exactly what i told my wife how i want to prepare for this like I, I plan to hopefully be done writing it and, and and already practicing it by the end of this year because i'm writing it as i as i am on am on set i'm writing it and, and it's a really easy story to tell because it's about my my parents me and my kids right it's kind of the 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 different generations of our of our families. Yeah. Exactly. And some fucking cool stories in there. And so I plan to like practice them on stage like that, like small little clips, which makes it even easier when you say them like fuck it, exactly what I need to do is I have the story about my dad who's fucking crazy. So it's I think it's
1: funny. You should go back and listen to the father time episode you did with me, because all those stories are there because I sat for an hour and interviewed you about your father and you told me the most amazing stories about your dad. That I, the whole time, I think we even talked after to go like, dude, that's a, that's a show. Your dad's amazing. It, well,
0: that's, that's exactly, there's a lot of it on how he raised me and yeah. how I, what I've taken from him to raise my kids. And then to find out that the parallel,
1: mother, isn't he? He's a tough ass dude. <sighs> bro.
0: And Parallels of how he raises me. And, and I told myself like, I don't ever want to be like that dude with my kids. And all of a sudden I'm fucking him,
1: bro. I just, dude, I just did something yesterday to my kids and I was like, oh my God, I, just, I'm a fucking father. I'm, I am my father. I can't stop it. Because they were driving me nuts. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I, I was doing the same thing to them that I said I would, nah, who are you to do that to me? And I'm doing it to them because, I mean, it's crazy.
0: Bro, I yelled at my daughter last night. It was so funny. It's like, like, I don't yell at her for anything stupid. I yell. Well, I don't yell anything that probably she needs to be yelled at. It's just the dumb things. Because I was like, "Hey, let's go on a run." Me is three. Of my kids are here, so I was like, "I need to go on a run. Let's go as a family." She goes, "This is weird." I'm like, "Why is this weird?" She goes, "We never do this." I'm like, "I can't start a new tradition where we run as a family." How many other fucking? <laughs> I was like, "How many other fucking dads are out here running with their goddamn kids like me?" Enjoy this shit, and I'm like fucking pissed and so then we go and run it's maybe a mile and they're beating the shit out of me and dude in my heart I'm like no they're not beating me because I'm already pissed off at that comment and so I smoked them the last part of it I just sprinted just like I'm gonna die but it's okay I'm gonna fucking win you know what I mean And like it was just I was just so angry at her comment like why can't like my family like my dad my mom dude we ran five miles as a family like we would do it like once here once
1: did that (laughs) well my my mother does also to me running is a solitary thing like I don't like to run my wife when we were dating was like hey let's go for a run I was like you know we went on one or two and nobody's at the same pace yeah no no
0: no. I get it but it's weird because like my family was so active it was just one of the things we did my mother ran marathons my father did yes my father did 50 mile bike rides so like it was easy for us to be like, hey, we're going to go do five miles. And we're all like, shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was cool. Now I look back like fucking weird family. We did. We ran five miles. We used to run from my my mom's house all the way to CSUN and back, bro,
1: which is. Maybe they just didn't have a car and that was their way of getting you places. <laughs> well, it's
0: the reason I don't have a middle name is because my mom thought it cost more money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest joke of all time. Which is, it has to be true. It
0: right? is 100%. That's what she said. Ah! She he thought it cost more, so I didn't give you one. So none of us have middle names, bro.
1: Bro, <laughs> that's that's definitely in the show. Yeah, that, I think
0: it's great. But it's, my mom's so funny, dude.
1: That's really funny. Yeah, I love that stuff, man. Yeah, seriously, are you down here the 27th? Come do the show.
0: I'll let you know because um, hopefully today I get my schedule and I'll, uh, and whether. That's whether, the other thing
1: about acting, right? The actors are, and I mean, there's a reason they call us meat puppets. We're the last people to know anything. So I was supposed to go. I'm shooting this film right now called Aftermath, which is really cool, this kind of terror horror film or whatever. And I have a few dates, and they're like, yeah, we'll let you know the dates. And you're like, okay, it's fine. They kind of gave me some dates, and so I had to move one of my stand-up gigs because I was supposed to be August 2nd. And then I'm shooting one day, and they're like, oh, no, you're not working the 2nd. That got moved. And I was like,
0: Dude, it's crazy.
1: You just don't know. So it is, you're, and the problem is as a working actor, you can never complain because then people go, shut the fuck up. You're working, right? right. Like who you bit? What a diva. You're a I, got- I want to know when I'm, yeah. what I'm doing.
0: I have so many friends that are trying to be actors or, or getting small gigs. And then I'm over here bitching about like, oh bro, okay. you know, I might not get this episode.
1: You know? I have a handful of friends that I can bitch to. Yeah. And they're at my level. Right, and then you know you have friends who work less, and you can't bitch to them whatsoever because they're like, "Fuck you." Yeah. And then you have friends above you who don't bitch to you. Yeah. They're like worth millions, and you're like, "All right, dude, it's all whatever."
0: (laughs) Dude, it's tough because I've been wanting to get some meetings in with some casting directors to get so they can see me, get to know me, and all this stuff. But I can't schedule nothing. Like I haven't been able to schedule anything.
1: I'm well, you home. cut a reel, dude. That's what you should do from season one. Just take your best highlights and cut a demo. Have you cut a demo reel yet? I,
0: ha- I have one, but for me it's like it's yeah. not impressive in my opinion because uh I didn't get to show uh I guess some of the range. So
1: Well it's hard because you're also not gonna yeah, I know that season one you it was like you were always there, but did you have, like, I had the same thing with my boys, right? Because my character was typically the guy who would chime in with the, pu- the button line at the end of, a, who, there'd be a story, and then I'd be like, hey, we're out. But to have, like, that one-on-one scene with somebody, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to find that perfect little scene. Yeah, I still, to this day, my reel is still all over the place where you're, like, you know, I, I've been in, like, 80 shows. And still, there, there's no, You know, it's not. I don't have an Academy Award Daniel Day Lewis moment of me reciting a monologue.
0: That's the thing, dude. That's yeah. what I'm waiting. I I need something like that, whether it be in this show or when we're when we're on hiatus, I jump on something else for an episode. Who knows? But I'm definitely
1: but once you do a one man show too, you film that and you you'll cut pieces of that. Oh out.
0: yeah, I plan to fucking pimp that motherfucker out like crazy. And I have that 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 um the throwbacks comedy. We are almost done with that completely, the one I filmed. I loved it. Yep. It was cool. I mean, for my first for my first go, I, I'm really proud of it. Um, I'm waiting for it to be finalized. So hopefully it can open up a little bit more doors and show some some, some 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 range on what we do as well.
1: You're moving and shaking, brother. You know, we have the same casting director from the Mayans, it's uh Wendy O'Brien. And she cast Coma F D.
0: Oh. Oh, I'm going to have to throw so, some emails.
1: So if they ever have a part that's a crazy uh, psychopathic uh, killer army ranger, then you're, you know, dude, I'll be you for that.
0: Oh my God. I didn't, I'm going to, I'm going to touch here's
1: you. The thing, those guys, uh, here's the beauty of Heffernan and Lemmy is they cast everything themselves. Yeah. They, they use the casting people, but for the most part, they know so many people throughout town and that's what is great. And it's the same way. Like I was like, Hey dude, come do this. I'm working on this and, I think that's always the best way—is just to work with your friends anyway.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, and, and you know, I think you know what to expect. It's—it's it's like, uh, dude, I wish I was able to make that last week. I was like, oh, I tell my wife about it. it's like, I, I wish I was available for stuff because I need to just jump on different things. I want—I need people to see me different.
1: The problem is when you have a when you have a job like that, you're you know you're at right their beck and call. To
0: I dude, and it's all good, right?
1: When's like end. When do you guys wrap?
0: Sometime in September.
1: Because it starts, and it starts airing the first episode. How many episodes is it? Nine or something? Ten. Ten episodes. Awesome. And that's FX you know, That'll be cool. And it premieres in September, right? Season two. It's
0: September 3rd. Awesome. It's coming. It's coming close, man. I
1: mean, of course, you're going to be out of work in September. But aside from that, every 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 other part of it's awesome.
0: <laughs> That's like I'm sitting here already thinking, like, oh my goodness, I need to start finding something else. Or well, at least I want to. Like, I have the time to, to, to find something. I don't care what it is. Like, let's, uh, dude. I would love to jump on a Netflix or a Hulu film. You know what I mean? There's a bunch of them out there. Just give me something. You know? You
1: just, I think you just uh, what you do is you just take a number, like a deli, and when your number comes up, then they throw you in whatever uh, Hulu show they're making at the time. There it is. <laughs>
0: oh man so what else is going on with you man
1: crazy children Um,
0: how's Dadland's going the Dadland podcast and everything else
1: oh yeah yeah the podcast is good we haven't been recording much lately I've been doing other other shenanigans Um, we went on vacation over the 4th with the kids that's nice which was great for them (laughs) I, I was like you know If anyone, like, people was like, oh, how was your vacation? I go, "Uh, well, it was kind of a full-time job. You know, I had to get kids. I was basically either transporting or I was lifeguarding or I was feeding or I was. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're like, boy, vacations aren't with kids. Aren't really.
0: No, bro. They're exhausting.
1: You know, we have, you can leave kids in the Discovery Center at the hotel or whatever. And you're like, great, which is fine, except it's 15 bucks a kid per kid per hour so there's 30 bucks an hour. So if my wife and I want to take like a morning and go by ourselves somewhere, there's 120 bucks. So you're like...
0: That's the crazy thing. It's, it's expensive.
1: Like, and at the, and then you're like, you feel guilty. You're away from the kids anyway. So you went, yeah. You know. So all day long, it was like the kids would wake up at the crack of dawn. I would stumble out, go down to get breakfast with them while my wife tried to sleep in for a bit. Then we'd go to the pool for a bunch of hours. Then we went to SeaWorld and we went to the tide pools in La Jolla. And then we did all this great. And so by the end of the day, we're all in one hotel room. So unless you pay thousands for a giant suite where they have their own room, you're basically in two queen size beds in a hotel. We're in the grand Del Mar in San Diego. But at the end of the week, you're like, I came home more exhausted than I left.
0: That's the thing, dude. It's crazy. Like we, we did a cruise. And it was kind of cool because I knew the kids couldn't go too far unless they jumped off the fucking boat. You yeah, know well, I mean?
1: terif- well your kids aren't that young. They're not that
0: young, so so it was pretty comfortable to like, like. My four year old I'd this-
1: like, still be terrified. She'd go like go over oh, the edge.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I'd be too nervous as well. But like they had these kid centers, and I was like, well, let's just try it one day, and I just threw them in there, and then I was waiting to see what their feedback was. They're like, Dad, let's do it again tomorrow. I'm like, oh fuck yes! So just threw them back in there again, and that was cool because on a cruise it wasn't too bad, you know what I mean? But like. We, we're they don't charge you per kid? No. I mean, it was all covered. It was it's covered. was all
1: included, right? See, that's the way it should be. That was nice. I take my kids for a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. When, when you sit there and they start to penny pinch you for your kids thing, and you're like, dude, what are you doing? now? I'm so if I want the whole day off, eight hours times 15 times <laughs> two. <laughs> Hundred and fifty bucks if I had my two. If I had my uh, have six kids, I have six. that would have been to, for you to put your kids. It you would have been like thousands and thousands. Oh,
0: of- well, to say vacation, like I don't know if our family's ever going to know what a vacation outside of driving distance. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's not a vacation, and we we did this because we didn't want to fly. Yeah. My wife was like, "Look, I'll do you a favor. We're not going to fly." So we drove to San Diego, and it was listen. It was fun. Yeah, but the kids had like. Like, they had dream vacations. Like, if they ever get interviewed, they'd be like, oh my God, vacation was great. Uh, somebody packed for me. They put me in a car. I complained a lot. They pulled over three or four times for me to go pee pee. They gave me snacks left and right. When we got there, they took me to the pool. My dad lifeguarded. Then they got me dinner. And then they took me to SeaWorld. Then they got me horseback riding. And then, like, <laughs> it was like the greatest vacation ever for them. They're living the dream. I mean, there were, like, moments where I was just laying on the bed in the hotel, like, God damn it, this is painful, man.
0: Dude, it's crazy. We're going to, we're going to San Antonio this weekend. Um, Chrissy's mom's getting married, getting remarried. And it's exciting as hell. But, like, all I can she's like, well, I have to go get my hair done. The girls have to get their nails done. I'm actually, after this podcast, I'm taking the girls to get their nails done. And then I'm going to go take the dogs to uh, the kennel. And then we'll, they're going to get ready to fly on the morning. So we have to pack something. <laughs> Bro, it is. I'm like... Send me back to California. Let me go act
1: like that. <laughs> Dude, we're doing the same thing. So my wife's sister's getting married in December. So yeah. we already planned the trip for December. We and it's December in New York. So yeah. we, I'm sure we'll get hit by a blizzard. Oh my God! It's cold. The hotel. We have to rent a car that has child seats, so we have to pay extra for those. And so she's also having her like bridal shower in. October. And I was like, look, just go by yourself. There's no reason for us all to go for this thing. And she goes, <laughs> we are going to New York in October. This <laughs> is happening. Get over it. Uh, fight. I go, what are you doing? You're going to be in a bridal shower. You're going to be hungover. You're not going to want your husband and kids there anyway. What are we doing? Why are we all getting on a plane? Huge fight. And then finally it's like, no, no, this is happening. So we oh, yeah. are also going to New York for a week. And then finally, she's like, look, for the two days that of the shower and stuff, you you can go in the city um, and the kids will stay with my parents. I was like, fine. And so I've that's already cool. like, reached out to friends in New York City. I'm like, dude, I'm crashing at your place. In, in yeah,
0: October. that's cool. That's crazy, dude. It's, it's been crazy here, man. But, um, you know, when I'm home, I try and spend some time. She's working. So, it's like, when she's working, I'm like, I'm going to the office and do a podcast. I'm going to go freaking write. I'm going to go work on something. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: But also for you, it's good because here's the other great thing when you're a working actor is that you, like, if you didn't have a job, if you didn't know you were going back to the Mayans next week, your brain starts to go, holy shit, I got to get some. But when you're like, oh, you know what? I'm working next week. You're like, I'm okay. Like, I have a few jobs coming up. I'm working on the film right now. I'm doing Tacoma, coming up, a couple other things. And so I'm always, I'm still trying to be productive, but I'm also like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That's crazy, man. So let me ask you, man. So there's a lot of, a lot of veterans, Did a lot of veterans reach out to you about acting. Do a, a lot of what? Do a lot of veterans hit you up about acting?
1: You know, um, more and more now, I think, you know, what's funny. We've talked about this before because we met at that GI film fest and yeah, I fell into that years after I got out. When I first got out in 90, I got out in 92 and I fucked around San Diego and bartended for a year and then fell into my friend was in an improv group. And he's like, Hey, there's some really good looking women in this. I'm, like, I'm in. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, I got on stage and I was like, Oh, I love this. But at the time people told me they were like, don't let anybody know you're a veteran because at the time there was no veterans in acting. Yeah. People would, would in their mind, they couldn't detach the fact that you were a veteran. They'd be like, he can't act. He's a veteran. He's, they're very, you know, stiff and that. And it's changed now. So many more veterans are getting out and getting into the arts. And so I kind of fell back in and I definitely helped mentor people more so. But when I first got out, it was funny too because I'd go to meetings. I'd have like agent meetings. And I, of course, would be 15 minutes early because that's the way we do it. Yeah. And then they'd be like, you're early. And I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, yeah. And it took me a long time to learn to not show up early. I'm learning that. People, and it sucks because I'm still early. If I'm not right on time, if I run late, I get anxiety. Because I used to, if I missed the ship, I'd go to jail. Yeah. (laughs) We slept on the ship the night before the ship left because I didn't want to try to get up at four in the morning and make it to the ship. I was always afraid I'd oversleep. And you you miss your ship's movement. You're fucked. You're fucked. I mean, you are seriously fucked. Yeah. It's not like, I love when people like in the real world, I would tell that too. They go, well, you know, you just, can't, isn't there a way they just shuttle you back out to the ship? I go, no, they're no. gone, dude. And you go to jail. You go to the brig on base. It's not like you go, oh, I missed the ship. I'm going back to my apartment for the week. No, you're in serious trouble. We had guys miss ships movement. They would lose, uh, lose rate, lose pay that gets suspended. You know, they'd get in That's trouble. That's crazy. Crazy dude. And so people don't really understand that. And so when I got out I would start I would be at meetings early and people like, Yeah, nobody's gonna be here for like another hour, dude. So just sit down and relax. Yeah. So I was really hesitant to tell people I was in the Navy and it wasn't until years later when I did America Facts versus Fiction for basically the military channel. Yeah. American Heroes Channel at that point. That I then embraced it and I started to meet all these guys. But from my era there's not a lot of guys. There's I mean, a lot of guys now. Now there's so many, dude. A lot of guys now, man. And they're yeah. doing good. It's crazy. And doing great. And it's really amazing to see. But I will tell you, back in the day, I mean, when I first got out, nobody I knew from the military went into that field. I was I was literally alone. And I got to Hollywood. I didn't know anybody. I was 30 years old. I'd never acted before. People were like, you're insane. What are you doing here? And I was like, I'm going to be an actor. And there was no like veteran groups to reach out to. Then yeah. Nothing, dude. I was, in, I was in, uh, in an island there.
0: You know, it's crazy now. Like, like even Clayton, he said the first day he saw me on, like, not on set. We had a meeting, and everyone in the room is, is a decent enough actor. They all know each other, and they looked at me, and they're like, who the fuck is this? They thought I was a background extra, and they're like, why is he in this meeting? And I'm like, um, you know, me, myself, I'm like, look, man, I'm glad I'm here too, but I know I'm fucking the new guy. You know what I mean? I get it. I know how to be a private, too. Like, you know, I know how to, how to act, so – I just get my fucking head down, dude. And it's, it's crazy. It's been cool. And, and it's cool to see a lot of veterans getting into acting and, 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 you know, going into arts and, and, and also, you know, I get somebody guys hit me up and try to explain like, bro, like my story is, is a different story. Um, very, very lucky. And I know how hard it is. I'm still, you know, I want to land another gig to prove myself. You know what I mean? I, that's something that's hard for me to do is just kind of admit to myself, like I am still supposed to be here. And and but a lot of guys hit me. I was like, man, how do you do it? I'm like, oh, dude, it's it's not easy. This is a this is a hard road.
1: It's a hard road, and I will tell you, dude. There's no, uh, there's never any security. Right. That's the one hard part. Is that like you can have a great run and you can have a couple years on a show, and it say the Mayans goes for another two or three years or something. When that ends, it's the comp. Competition is just as tough to get that next job. Yeah, you have a little bit of a a resume at this point, but at some point, there's a billion other people out there who are all uber talented. And so, I mean, you're always a mover and shaker, though. And you're, you know, who I work with? I worked with Lily Tomlin on uh, Will and Grace. And we were talking, and she's a huge writer. She had written that, she had a huge Broadway show that she had written, a one woman show. And she, and she knew I was a comic, and I would wrote my own material and stuff. So we talked, and she goes, if you write, you'll work forever in this town. If you can write your own material, you'll be fine. It's the people who sit and wait for the phone to ring. Yeah. We're like just waiting for the next audition. But, you know, you're like me where I go, I host. I host Now I host Haunted Live for the Travel Channel. I do voiceover. Uh, we podcast. We do other stuff. We're creating. You have serial. to. You have to because you if you're to. not a creator – you better be the you better be Christian Bale, man. You better right. be able to really act. And but I know a million people who are phenomenal actors who never get arrested because it's a really hard business, man. You got to find the right part. You got to have chops. That's the
0: thing. It's the thing you is know, just just because you're a great actor doesn't mean you're going to get the opportunity.
1: No, and the question is, are you, I know friends who are great actors, but they're not great auditioners. So they walk into a room and they're a terrible auditioner, and you're like, they can't they can't flip it. You know, it's just. It's a vicious medium, but Dude. you gotta, you know, when you're working, you gotta love it. And when you're not working, just don't, I tell my wife, I go, just don't spend money. You just don't spend money. This is easy. Really? <laughs> that's the key. Spend less than you earn. I don't know how else to tell you.
0: You just gotta hustle it, man. You gotta work. There's so, Like I said, that there's so many different approaches to to film and television and arts that, that that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to be successful in, in all the realms when one's not popping, the other one hopefully should. be. You know what I mean?
1: Dude, you know, I'm the same. I'm pitching shows the same as you. And I'm, you know, I, hopefully Haunted Live is coming back. And then you know, it's this crazy mix. And then I'll do stand-up. Somebody just reached out. I had God, I did this gig maybe ten years ago for this company. And they found me through the dad lands and were like, Hey, we, we were looking for you, we're trying to find you for this corporate gig we're doing in Houston um in September. And I was like, I uh, yes, here's my manager. Yep, yes. Yeah. So the fact that I can act can host use teleprompter on haunted live also have like my hours of stand-up that I could do live anywhere and get paid for. Yeah. And then, uh, the voiceover, the, the narration stuff, anything else you can do that makes you a triple threat just helps you in this world. Try to monetize it really. I mean, you, and you, you have such an online presence anyway. Yeah. that.
0: Well, you, I also got hired. I'm hired on currently right now, the official, um, Military advisor for the show, and law enforcement advisor.
1: You should be, dude. You have—I mean, your history with the Army Ranger and the Border Patrol. I mean, yeah, you know, it makes sense. Not a show, and you had your own show on uh, the History Channel, which was crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm actually going to try and pitch that that concept, the Border Patrol concept, here soon. Um, getting it together because
1: it just makes Border sense. Patrol alone, dude. That concept, please, for the love of God, can I be your partner on that show? I want to be the Border Patrol guy with you because. That is so vibrant. It's so life. good, dude. Me and it's you. So big. Are you kidding me? Yes.
0: You'd be a great border trajan.
1: I'll I'll i put my uh, I'll get my buzz my flat top <laughs> and I'll be I'll be the I'll be the, the white supremacist. No, like. no.
0: You're the Mormon guy who speaks perfect Spanish ah!
1: and <laughs> I said, I, Do I get several wives?
0: Oh yes.
1: <laughs> my, whole, my whole posse down there, and we'll live in like uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. There you go. That's exactly it all over it brother actually we would have to go to Waco right We go to Waco no that's too that's too far up uh, who, what's it's the closest one to
0: Juarez to Juarez it's El Paso dude
1: El Paso that's what I meant El Paso.
0: yeah that's it well dude I'm gonna jump off here soon because I gotta go take these kids to get their nails done but dude yeah. just, tell my listeners where to find you I know there's gonna be a lot of people that hit you up for questions about acting
1: no, please especially like especially vets and parents which is almost everybody out there I I run uh, the Dadlands. lands um, uh, T-H-E-D-A-D-L-A-N-D-S And you can find uh, To get a good Facebook group And we have a, The Dadlands Podcast Which you are on Yes which, I was by the way, Was hilarious So funny uh, If you want to hear the story Of how he started a knife fight In a phone <laughs> store Parking lot Then you definitely Want to hear that Or the story about You getting
0: Staph infection in my eye
1: <laughs> That's the grossest thing that's- It's so we gross got that little clip And we posted it And people were like Losing their minds
0: Bro, it's crazy.
1: Okay, down here, will you come, come do it again? We'll do it again. Yeah,
0: for sure, for Stay sure. Around. I got some crazy stories.
1: Maybe just put a hard link in there to the Dadlands or, or my page. And, and definitely come find me. If you're vets and you're looking for any advice, I'm always down to help. And I, I host the GI Film Fest in September. Actually, you know who should come visit? I should. Come to the GI Film Fest a little tell bit.
0: Tell them to invite my ass. I'll
1: tell. I, I absolutely, bring it up. We might we'll put a little show together, so maybe I'll have you come do that. Oh, I'd love to. And the 27th. Yes, gonna the 27th. Do, you're going to come do some stage time. You just got scared again. You just shit your pants. Did you feel it? Yeah. I, yeah, we got to go. Got to go. change. All right. Come find me, everybody. Thank you, uh, Vinny. Always a pleasure.
0: All right, brother. Later. Bye. <laughs>